Taylor Merrick Podcast, episode 31, in which you will learn about seven net worth killers, product placement, and Apple turns green. All coming up in this episode, sponsored by GoToMyPC. Welcome to the Taylor Merrick Podcast, the three-in-one podcast on finances, business, and technology. Podcasting to you from the studios of TaylorMerrick.com, located in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Here's your host, Taylor Merrick. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Taylor Merrick Podcast. Hey, thanks for tuning in to listen, and thank you especially if you are a new listener. Glad to have you on board, glad to have you listening, and I hope you take something out of this podcast and learn something. Hey, for old-time subscribers or new-time subscribers. If you have any questions, comments, ideas at any time, you can dial our toll-free number, 1-866-TMP-2860. And don't forget about the Taylor Merrick Podcast Forums. You can find that at taylormerrick.com forward slash forum. Don't forget about leaving some listeners' feedback. Always appreciated. And... You never know. You just might get rewarded with surprise for your efforts. Maybe an iPod, maybe a book, maybe a tape, maybe a subscription to a premium podcast. You never know. So send in your listener reviews, any review that you do on this podcast. In today's episode, episode number 31, which has been sponsored by GoToMyPC, for finances you'll be learning about seven net worth killers, For business, you'll learn about product placement, and for technology, it'll be Apple turns green. You're traveling along on your business trip, minding your own business, obviously, when all of a sudden, you realize something. You forgot your presentation you were going to show during your business meeting. And... You, you have your laptop with you, and you remember you forgot your presentation file. It's on your office PC that's at the office. What are you going to do? Well, I have a solution for you. Instead of going and syncing up your laptop and transferring files and having files emailed to you and such, here is a new revolutionary process. It's called Go To My PC. It's Go To My PC. You have instant access to your computer from anywhere. The only thing you have to do is have your computer on and connected to the internet and you can access your computer from anywhere. You could be in China and you can access your file like you were there at home. Try go to my PC free with unlimited access for 30 days. Just go to go to my forward slash podcast. It's go to mypc.com forward slash podcast. Try go to my PC today 
and see the results for yourself. Alrighty, today in finances, it is seven net worth killers. Did you know that saving and spending aren't the only factors affecting your net worth? It's also how you manage or don't manage your assets and liabilities that can make a big difference as to how your net worth will turn out, whether for good or for bad. Now, what are those seven net worth killers? Well, the first one and top of the line is ignoring your money. Of course, you might call it buying and holding, but really what you're doing is you're buying and forgetting or owning and ignoring. And if you're doing that, that might be costing you. It could be eating up your net worth very much. Yeah, just you really don't want to ignore your money for too long. You you want to keep it moving. One of the things of rich people is they're constantly moving their money. Sure, Donald Trump, if you watch The Apprentice, he has projects going on all over the world. He has an island, uh, Las Vegas, Los Angeles, uh, Florida... He has them going up, buildings going up all over the place, places being sold out. But he's constantly moving your money, and you want to keep your money moving. If you keep it in one place, then... Well, one place as in not really moving it around much, then you're going to start causing some problems, and it'll start eating up your net worth. The second net worth killer is buying too much of a house. And while it's never smart to be penny wise and pound foolish when making important investments like buying a new home, it's also never smart to think, oh, what's another $100,000 when I'm already spending more than I ever have? Well, you know, with real estate the way it is, a higher mortgage payment, and if you factor in the cost of home ownership, and it grows with the value and size of the home, uh, property taxes, home insurance, energy costs, not to mention future maintenance costs, that's going to start eating up your net worth also. So just be careful, and if you already have a house that you're living in and you're content and you're happy and it provides your needs, just stay in the house that you're in. Don't go out and buy a new house because it will start eating up your net worth. Number three is driving too much of a car and constantly going out and buying a new car, getting a newer car, and still having the loans and debts to pay off on it. And of course you know, uh, at least you should know this already, that when you first, when you buy that car fresh off the lot, the instant you drive it away, it starts losing value. And that is true, that eats up your net worth of it going down in value, not to mention constantly buying new cars, that can be a problem also. So be careful in that. Number four net worth killer is paying the IRS, not yourself. Now, if you're self-employed, yeah, there, there are things that you can do that you can avoid paying the IRS legally, 
but you don't want to be giving out too much money to the IRS more than they really need. And that should also remind you to take a look at your books, start understanding what is going on with the books and how much is going where and what you can do to save money from paying to the IRS. Number five is, of course, always getting what you want. Now, living above your means and charging the difference is the financial equivalent of slow carbon monoxide poisoning. It can make pre-existing financial problems worse and can be the source of headaches and shortness of breath until you address the source of your problem. The solution, don't always keep buying what you want. It'll get you in trouble. So, well, if you've built up a credit card balance, obviously figure out the fastest way to pay it down. You don't always have to get what you want. It will... And if you keep getting what you want, it'll eat up all your money more and more and more until you find out, you wake up one day and you find out you're bankrupt. So, buy what you need. If you want to get something, find an asset to pay for what you want. But focus on needs. There's a difference between a need and a want. So always getting what you want is a net worth killer, so be very careful on that. Number six is letting your assets linger. Net worth is obviously a measure of your assets minus your liabilities. But not all assets are created equal. Hanging on to assets that don't do much for you may hurt your net worth long term. And so this goes back to first one, that you should keep your money and your assets moving. If it isn't, if the asset that you've invested in isn't doing much for you and it doesn't look like it'll do much for the future, you need to take a really hard and long look at it that maybe it's you should buy another asset number seven and finally net worth killer is letting your debt lie if you got debt that you can't pay off in full you may end up paying more than you have to if you just assume that there's nothing you can do about it in fact you might be able to reduce what you owe if you keep an eye out for lower rates that may be available to you so always pay off your debt if you've accrued it yourself but otherwise if it's like real estate debt and a tenant is paying that off and you have it set up so you're not the one paying off the debt you really don't have to worry about it but if it's personal debt credit card debt uh, house debt car debt such pay that off that will eat you up and of course that is debt that's going to eat you in the end if you don't pay it off and you don't do it properly debt treat debt as a loaded weapon it can come back to harm you or it might not to be but you don't want to take that risk when it will come back to bite you so always pay off your debt if you have any further questions on this you can call our toll-free comment line 1-866-TMP-2860 and I'll be glad to help you out in that and that will wrap it up for finances we'll be right back with business. You're listening to the Taylor Merrick Podcast, a proud member of PodcasterWho'sWho.com, the who's who of podcasting. This podcast is part of the Blueberry Network. 
You can find this and other fine podcasts at Blueberry.com. That's Blueberry without the E's. Now, as for business, it is product placement. And you might be watching a movie and you'll be wondering how, you know, Daniel Craig wound up wearing an Omega watch instead of wearing your brand. And you might be wondering how much dough Wonder Bread had to cough up to be the sponsor of the car Will Ferrell drives in Talladega Nights. Now, there are some ways, of course, getting into movies is very expensive. Uh, <laughs> I learned that firsthand when I went to my advertising class. But every once in a while, an average Joe type of product will be given product placement. And if you're a serious and ambitious entrepreneur, you can help but think they're not a major conglomerate. How do they do that? Or more important, how can I do that? Well, product placement is no different than being an unknown actor trying to make it into the movies or TVs. And that's both good news and bad. Because if you aren't a company with an unlimited marketing budget, getting your product seen on TV or movies isn't easy. But on the other hand, if you're willing to pay your dues, and with a little luck, your product can become a star. Encouraging thing is remember that Hollywood wants your business, and getting your foot in the door doesn't always mean paying a huge fee to get it there. Now, it's uh, such an important part of what goes on in television. Nowadays, you're either going to have a person in your company who works solely on business development, or at the very least, a big part of a person's job will be focusing on product placement and trade-outs. You'll probably be jumping through hoops in order to get it into there, but... Of course, you don't have to wait for Hollywood to come to you. You can... There's uh, producers that do a lot of deals with small companies. And, well, of course, you're taking the risk, and the odds aren't on your side as a business owner. You're always happy if there's any way you can give encouragement to a business by working out a trade-off or product placement deal. But you might be thinking you want to speak to them. Instead, what you should do because you might get a no thanks, send your pitch in writing. And when you do pitch your product, not a scenario of how you think the series and movie should use your product. And that'll turn people off right away. Turn the producers off. Send them a pitch about your product. Every producer has a filtering system, and they'll only use your product if they deem it appropriate. Here's your little primer you should remember for product placement is, number one, put on your brainstorming cap. Number two, once you have your list, start looking for contacts. Number three, send in your media kit. Number four, don't oversell. Five, be careful about suggesting a scene that the producers might use your product in. I will have a link to this article out at the show notes you can find at taylormerrick.com. If you have any further questions on this, you can call our toll-free comment line, one 866 tmp 2860. Be glad to help you out in that and understand that and maybe even get your product placed into a movie or a TV show. As well, wrap it up for business. We'll be right back with technology. This podcast is proudly listed at the best podcasting directory on the internet, podcastpickle.com. We now return you to your regularly scheduled download, already in progress. 
This show is a proud member of the TechPodcast.com network. Find out more about this and other shows at www.techpodcast.com. TechPodcast.com. If it's tech, it's here. Not for technology, you might be thinking, oh, Apple turns green. Well, of course, apples. There are green apples, there's red apples. I'm talking about Macintosh, Apple, and Steve Jobs, and them. And then green as in getting environmentally friendly. Plenty of environmental groups have been complaining about Apple that you should change its image and start becoming more greener. And so Apple has been criticized by some environmental organizations for not being a leader in removing toxic chemicals from its new products and for not aggressively or properly recycling its old products. That's the problem. Is. And Apple CEO Steve Jobs posted a letter on the company website detailing present and future plans to make a greener Apple. Included is... You're going to remove some toxic chemicals such as lead, cadmium, hexavalent, chromium, arsenic, and mercury. And Jobs emphasized that Apple completely eliminated the use of CRTs, which contain lead, in mid-2006. Moreover, Apple plans to completely eliminate the use of arsenic in all of its displays by the end of 2008. Apple also plans to reduce and eventually eliminate the use of mercury by transitioning to LED backlighting for all displays when technically and economically feasible. And he touted Apple's recycling efforts with comparison to HP and Dell. Apple recycled 13 million pounds of e-waste in 2006, which is equal to 9.5% of the weight of all products Apple sold seven years earlier. And Apple is expecting this percentage to grow to 13% this year and to 20% next year. By 2010, we forecast recycling 19 million pounds of e-waste per year, nearly 30% of the product weight we sold seven years earlier, significantly more than either Dell or HP, Jobs said. And all the e-waste Apple collects in North America is processed in the United States and nothing is shipped overseas for disposal, Jobs noted. So, of course, that's a good thing. You want to, you don't want to be chemically polluting or you don't really want to be polluting the environment if there is a way that you can do it environmentally friendly and for cheaper. And I'm glad Apple is jumping on the bandwagon and embracing it more that, you know, we do only have one planet to live on. Why don't we make the best of it and clean up our products and help the environment? If you have anything you would like to add or if you have a neat technology tidbit story or such, you can call our toll-free comment line 1-866-TMP-2860. You can also contact me using the email form listed on the taylormerrick.com website. Just go to taylormerrick.com, and when you get there, you'll see a button that says Contact Me. You can click that out, fill out your email, and send it off. I'll be glad to receive it, and glad to re read it over, and we'll be glad to include it in a future episode. That will wrap it up for technology. 
Thanks for listening to this episode in the Taylor Merrick Podcast. Show notes for this episode and past episodes can be found by going to taylormerrick.com. If you have any questions, comments, ideas at any time, please call 1-866-TMP-2860. Don't forget to join in the conversation at the Taylor Merrick Podcast forums. I'm Taylor Merrick, and I will see you next week. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.